The following program is a paid presentation. The views and or opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of KWAM. Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. We talk Memphis, you sound so good. We talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis, oh yeah. Welcome to Talk Money, and now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, good morning and welcome to today's program. Did you know that the primary job of the Better Business Bureau is to make information available to consumers about businesses and their communities? Well, I'm sure most of you knew that. In fact, I don't think that would have been a surprise for anybody. Well, my guest today is Nancy Crawford with the Better Business Bureau. And she with the whole idea is that Nancy's going to bring us some things that you don't think about from the Better Business Bureau, but she's going to give us some helpful tips over the holiday season, some things we should be thinking about. If you're going to be doing some shopping over the next few weeks, this is the type of information you need to know. Also, if you're thinking about making some donations to charities, Nancy Crawford is going to give us some insight into what we should be doing and what we should be thinking about when it comes to those donations. Also with me today is Cooper Smith. According to a recent survey I read about the Federal Reserve pertaining to consumer finances, the average debt for those under age 35 is $67,400. And those between the ages of 45 and 54 report the highest level of debt at $134,000. Well, Cooper's here to help us understand the root problem, the root cause to this debt bubble for both generations and how it's affecting all generations. You may be surprised to find out, too, that it's not always, as we think a lot of times, student loan debt. You want to listen to both of these people as we talk with them later. From our Did You Know files, nearly everyone on Wall Street underestimated the strength of this year's stock market. The S&P 500 continues to climb to new highs, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average set a new high Earlier this week, in fact, it was Monday, based on trade optimism and the October jobs report. Now, here's a thought for you. During the first four months of this year, April through April the 30th, the S&P 500 was up 12, excuse me, 18.25%, an average of four and a quarter percent per month. Now, over the last six months, during ending October the 31st, the S&P 500 was only up total 4.15. And so you think about it, you don't want to miss the first months. And that's what we, a lot of us do. And the Dow is approaching an 18% gain for the year, while the S&P 500 has climbed almost to 23, 23% for the year. And the small cap Russell 2000 is ahead with an 18% gain for the year. So we have a lot of volatility and steady movement since May. The bond market, believe it or not, is up 8.9% year-to-date from the last year's, from this past uh, October the 31st. Now, here's the point. The better than annual performance of the bond market, that's what we're looking at. It's the best since 2002. We've reached a new high in the stock market and great performance in the bond market. But I got to say this, remember, past performance is not a guarantee of future performance. 
Oh, by the way, have you thought about what's going on in the gas market today? Look at your, how, you're buying gas and it's not that expensive or it's not as expensive as it used to be. Here's the reason. The Department of Energy just published that the fill production for crude oil, it was estimated at 12.6 million barrels a day in October. 12.6 million barrels a day in October. And that's the highest single month recorded in our nation's history based on data that goes back all the way to 1920. I'm impressed. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Coming up, Nancy Crawford from the Better Business Bureau. Helpful tips for the holiday season. And Cooper Smith, money mistakes we make and how to avoid them. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Neither Shoemaker Financial nor Security Financial Services are affiliated with Nancy Crawford Butcher or the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. The views and opinions expressed are those of Nancy Crawford Butcher only and have not been presented on behalf of or endorsed by Security and Financial Services, Inc. or Shoemaker Financial. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, we are blessed today to have a wonderful lady in the studio. And not only is she a wonderful lady, a very knowledgeable lady, she has been the voice, in my opinion, of the Better Business Bureau for many, many years. And Nancy, it's a pleasure to have you because you always bring so much information. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. You know, one of the things that you do, and you are speaking all the time, all over the city, about what's going on with the Better Business Bureau. And to think that you've got tips for us today about the holiday season, I'm just thinking, you know, would I think that the Better Business Bureau would have something of, you know, of help from us during the holiday? I'm so busy doing all the shopping. I, you know, help me connect that. I mean, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Connect those dots. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want you to think about two words today, proactive and reactive. And I want you this holiday season to be proactive in selecting the people that you're going to spend your money with, whether that's brick-and-mortar stores or online shopping, instead of reactive. You know, I don't know if you're on Facebook, social media very often, but the new thing in the last year or so are these boxes. Do you know? Do you have any I, idea I, I what I'm what talking I, about? I know where you, headed. you you subscribe to a box of stuff, and it has a theme. And every month you get a box. That's being very reactive to a retailer saying, "Hey, this is what you want." That's not being proactive and saying, "I need a new blue blazer, so I'm going to go shop for a new blue blazer." That's being reactive to what's going on out there on social media, and so many people fall victim to, "Oh, that looks great. That's exciting. I get something new in the mail every month." But it may not really be the stuff you want. What happens to that person? Because I, I've, I have actually counseled a person that. I know kind of, I mean, it was this mindset. I mean, this person had a, it was a, it was a fix. Uh, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. a, they needed to go shopping. They needed to spend money. 
And they admitted as we were going through their debt and, and looking at their debt that most of the things they had bought still had the tags on it. Yeah. And it was stuck in a closet. She kept it from her husband. It was a lady. Sorry, I wasn't going to tell you <laughs> the gender. Because, by the way, it doesn't have anything to do with gender. It right. can be anybody. It can be anybody. And so the point was she felt so bad. And she got, but she admitted that this was what she needed to do, and she needed to break that habit. Are we not letting this, this, I guess, the box be kind of the same thing? It's kind of the same thing. It's that instant gratification of signing up for something or even ordering something online, and then that delayed gratification when that box arrives at your door. So you kind of get a double, double whammy, whammy. Wow. on that. But I want you to remember proactive and reactive, because in everything I talk about, the answer is always be proactive, not reactive. Whether we're talking about donating to a charity, whether we're talking about hiring somebody to remove that tree from your roof after that last big storm sure. and tornado that came through proactive is when you're reaching out to a company, whether it's a retailer or a home improvement company or an online business, you're reaching out to seek information prior to making that purchase. And if we could get everybody to be proactive, we wouldn't have complaints at the Better Business Bureau. That's a good point. That's a good point. We have information on over 5 million companies nationwide across North America. There are BBBs in Canada, in the United States, and in Mexico. And we have a lot of information on online businesses. I know a lot of people like to do online shopping. Saves you from having to put on your clothes and go to the store. You know, there's a um, a little meme going around Facebook right now that says, I hate when I go to Walmart and they don't have what I'm looking for and I have to go home and shower and change out of my pajamas to go to Target. So... That's amazing. I hear it, though. I understand it. I do understand it. It's easy. It's quick. We shop from our mobile phones. I mean, I do it, too. Yeah. But when I see something that looks good, that pops up on my social media, I say, hang on a minute. Let me see what the BBB knows about them. It takes me maybe 60 seconds to look that company up at BBB.org and find out, oh, wait a minute, they have an F rating. They have 357 complaints. People said they ordered and didn't get a product or they ordered and the product they got was shoddily made and it wasn't as it was pictured. It wasn't worth the money that they paid. Don't believe what everything you read and everything you see. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So the words are proactive, not reactive. And I like that. Let me ask this question, and I'm, you would know this. I had I was having dinner with a couple, and the the spouse was telling me, the lady, she was saying, uh, my wife and I, were we were just talking about shopping or something. And she had said that a group of ladies that she was with, and uh, they had been uh, in Florida, actually, and the night before, Nancy, I just want to get your thoughts on this. The night before, they were sitting outside just talking. They had cooked a meal, and they were having a good time. And they started the conversation saying, well, what are we going to do next tomorrow night? 
Well, let's go out to eat. That was the conversation. And so it started that way. Let's go out to eat. Well, where should we go? Let's think about this. Let's think about this. And they talked about several places that they might go. And it was just a conversation. Very innocent. Got up the next morning. Lady, the lady that's at the table with my wife and I, she says, you know what happened? The next morning, I'm at breakfast. We're all kind of talking. And up popped on my phone three places to go eat. About within a four-mile radius of where they were. Now, that to me is where they, somebody's listening on the phone. That <laughs> somebody's somebody, cracking you. <laughs> Big Brother is going, yeah, what's going on? And I'm thinking, is that, I mean, how, and they, it really spooked them. Yeah. I mean, from that standpoint. But I've had other people to tell me stories like that. It's called interest-based advertising. And if I go online and I look at red teapots at Target, but I don't buy one, the internet retailers think, oh, she needs a red teapot and she hasn't bought one. So they're going to feed me ads for what I looked at for the next 30 days until I buy that red teapot. Now, if you have... What do you have to say? I bought the red teapot. Stop. (laughs) Um, You can actually opt out of interest-based advertising. Uh, There's a little triangle on the ad and when you click on it it says i don't want to see this ad anymore and you say it's not relevant and then they'll still show you ads they're going to show you some other ads that may not be relevant to what you're looking for so you have to decide do i want to have the ads that are going to pop up anyway be about things i'm interested in or do i just want random ads served up to me but the whole assistant, the the artificial intelligence assistants that we have on our phones, on our Alexa and Google devices in our homes, all these smart devices that are connected, if you have something running in the background on your phone and it's tracking your location all the time, uh, you may have picked up a phone and said, well, let me see what restaurants are around here. The internet knows that, and you automatically start getting fed information about what you searched for or what you were interested in. I want to talk more about the shopping because there's where you're talking about. I mean, here's to my point, and, and we're just joining us is Cooper Smith, and Cooper's going to be talking about debt in the second half of the program. Cooper, let me ask you this question because you hear what she's talking about, and I know couples that you're you're counseling with all the time struggle with debt, and I'm sensing that maybe. Maybe the retailer, the Internet's creating some of that. This box thing is part of that. What do you see? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And honestly, I've been guilty of that myself in the past. I'm a, you know, I've been a big fan of those boxes yeah. in the past, right? It feels like you're opening up a Christmas present sure. every month, right? It's kind of two ways with the, with the targeted advertising. I do feel like, I mean, its job is to get you to spend more money. So you're seeing directly things that you're interested in buying. So I can 100% see how that would, you know, encourage people to, maybe spend outside of their budget. Oh, hey, cool. You know, I've even had it where I've been talking about something. And then I'll pull up my Facebook and the very first ad on my Facebook is exactly what I've been talking about. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely see that all the time that, that people just kind of get into this hole of they see something that they want, they need it now, so they buy it. Yeah, it's that reactive mindset. Oh, there it is. Let me go ahead and order it. And, you know, we used to budget and save and say, you know, yes, I'm going to buy a new phone or a new television at the end of the year or before my Super Bowl party. And now 
if you start looking for those things earlier than that, you're going to get those ads and you're going to say, wow, that's a great price. I'm going to go ahead and buy it so I can save some money. (laughs) So let's talk about shopping. I mean, you actually talk about creating a budget. Yes. And that, that sounds like not the Better Business Bureau. That should be something a financial planner is telling you to do. <laughs> but you're saying that because you see people get in trouble. They do. They get in trouble. And you want to create a budget and you want to stick to your budget. Make a list of people that you are going to buy Christmas gifts for and set a dollar amount that you want to spend on each person. And then total all that up and say, okay, is that over my budget? Do I have that much in reserve? Can I make those purchases without going into the hole? And, you know, one of the things that we recommend, and and people sometimes look at me funny when I say this, is make your purchases with a credit card, but then pay it off. Pay it off. Pay it off. But you want to use a credit card instead of a debit card or cash or these cash apps which honestly can be the worst thing going. It's like handing somebody money, and once it's gone, it's gone. With a credit card, you have more federal protections if something goes wrong, if your package doesn't arrive, if it arrives and it's a keyboard and it's missing four keys, and the person you ordered it from won't take it back. You can challenge those charges with your credit card and sometimes recoup your losses that way. You don't have those same protections under debit cards or any other method of payment. You do have some of the same protections under PayPal and those kind of payment options where you can go back through PayPal to the retailer and PayPal will help you Uh, get a refund from them. But the law says on a credit card, you're only liable for the first $50 of something that happened and you didn't do it. Somebody used your credit card number or stole your credit card. And if something arrives and it's not as it was represented, you know, the Federal Trade Commission governs all of these online retailers and and used to be a lot of phone retailers. Uh, If you have catalogs and you pick up the phone and call to order something, you're supposed to be able to get a date of delivery. If they don't give you a date, it's supposed to arrive within 30 days, and they have to have a reasonable expectation that they can deliver it within that time period. If it's not going to arrive on the date they said or within 30 days, if they didn't specify, then they have to call you or email you and say, hey, it's on back order. It'll be here on X date. If that happens more than once, they automatically have to give you a refund. Now, we've all had instances where that didn't happen, right? So the Federal Trade Commission is the Consumer Protection Agency for the United States. And they are the ones who go after these retailers who don't deliver and deliver products that are less than than standard. Are you talking about the problem with online or offline? I mean, is this, is it, I mean, if we go into the store and you order something there, is it the same thing? Well, it's a little different when you go into a brick and mortar store um, what is a standard refund policy? Most of the time you get your money back, you bring it in with your receipt, you get it back. There is no such thing. 
See there, I knew she set me up. I could tell it. It was I, a trick question. I knew that. I already knew that. Okay. So here's what the Federal Trade Commission says. As a retailer, you have the right to set your refund policy. And you can say, yes, I will give you your money back if you bring in a receipt. And you can say, I'll do that within 30 days or 90 days. Or you can say, Anytime. There are some retailers who say, we'll take anything back at any time. Um, You can say, you know, we'll take back the item, but we'll only give you a merchandise credit. And you can say, you know what, we don't take anything back. No, No returns, nothing. And as long as you do what you say you're going to do and you publish it, you make that public either on your receipt, on your website, on a sign by the cash register in your store, as long as you tell people what you're going to do about refunds and that's what you do, you're okay. Mm. But as a consumer, it's my responsibility to find out what that return policy is before I spend my money. So if I am shopping in a brick and mortar store and I don't know what the return policy is, I'm going to say, tell me what your return policy is. And sometimes at the holidays, the return policy changes. So, So my comment that I said, give the receipt, I get my money back. You need to be sensitive to that. That that may not be what the holiday return policy is. You just tuned in. My guest is Nancy Crawford with the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. We're talking about holiday season shopping tips, things that you need to look at as far as donating. We're going to talk about donating in a few seconds. But, you know, Nancy, you're such a wealth of knowledge. I mean, you have so much to, to talk about. And I always kind of we feel like I'm jamming it in. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you, because I feel like, you know, there's, we, we get caught up in the holiday season. We get caught up in ships and, and, and spending money. And, and Cooper's going to talk about debt and how people, and you actually said, make a list and, and put it all together. And it's kind of like, you know, well, maybe this gift is going to be this much. And, you know, my wife is always at the top of the list. Babe, I hope you're here listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but what is, she's at the top and then we go then. But, but I've managed to that. But that's a discipline that I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. Discipline for a lot of people during the Christmas season gets out of control. We've seen that. I've counseled people through that. A lot of people are trying to buy their way back into their graces. You know, they haven't done a great job, and so they're overspending and stuff like that. All right, all that's going on. But let me ask you this question, because here's where I see a lot of people get caught up into the hot holiday toys and gifts and that that you know, that excitement about that. How do you tell people to be careful with that? Or what do you say to them? Well, with the hot items, you know, if you have kids or teenagers and they want the newest techie items or the newest toys on the market, that is a finite number available. You know, there's there's not an infinite supply of those things. So if you are dead set on getting one of the hot items, and I can't even tell you today what they are. I, I, I'm not in that kid toy market right. anymore. Um, but, you know, there's always something that's the toy of the year. And if you definitely want that, you need to shop early. And you need to remember that, because something is in demand, the knockoffs are going to show up. 
Mm. And you're going to maybe be directed to a website when you do a Google search. You know, Google is great. We can find a wealth of information on Google, but the crooks know that too. And so if there's an item that's going to be the big seller of the year, once that becomes known, the scammers make some knockoffs. They create a website that looks almost identical to the real website. They sell them at very low prices, which is your first red flag. You know, if this is supposed to cost 200 and I'm getting it for $79.99, that's probably a good sign that this is not the actual authentic item that I want. Um, and so you have to be careful <coughs> searching on Google for those items stick to tried and true true and tried retailers that you have ordered from in the past that you have checked out their refund policy that you have checked out their shipping policy you know when your order's going to come and keep your documentation you want to print pictures of the item off the website you want to print the description of the item because if you get the item and it's not as pictured or not as described, the Federal Trade Commission says, hey, they have to give you your money back. Okay. So you want to make sure that if you want that hot item, parents, you're going to have to start early and be wary of lookalike sites. You know, what I hear from you, you started the whole program with the whole idea of being proactive versus reactive. And Nancy, you do such a good job with that. There's so many things that we need to come. I'm going to have you back on before Christmas, okay? But okay. proactive versus reactive. I think that's what I want people to listen to and hear what you've said, your message today. Because when we come back, Cooper's going to walk us through how we get into trouble because we are more reactive by nature, not proactive. It takes a plan. It takes somebody thinking, and that's kind of what you said. You talked about, you know, don't get caught up in the emotions of it. Create a budget. And uh, that was such wise counsel from Nancy Crawford, of course, with the Better Business Bureau of Mid-South. And if you would like to contact Nancy, what do you do? You can give us a call at 901-759-1300. We have operators to answer the phone from 9 to noon and then from 1 to 4, Monday through Friday. Oh, thank you so much, lady. You always do a great job for us, and I, I'm going to make a note. And, uh, Frances, you're listening. I know we're going to have her back because there's so much more we can talk about, always talk about with Nancy Crawford from the Better Business Bureau of the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Jim Shoemaker and Cooper Smith are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, I've been talking with Nancy Crawford from the Better Business Bureau. We've been talking about some helpful tips for this holiday season. And Nancy's going to stay with us, and uh, we're going to continue kind of the dialogue with her and with 
uh, Cooper Smith. And Cooper, he's talking about money mistakes that we make sometimes in our 20s, and we find out that even we make them in our 50s. So, Cooper, again, welcome to the program, sir. Thanks for having me, Jim. Well, here's Cooper, here's the thing. We, we talked about this a little bit earlier, that uh, planning and making a budget and doing that. Nancy kind of put that together for us and got us started. But you've got a group of people that you counsel in the office that are getting married, having kids, and buying a home. They're doing that. It's kind of that first phase of life. But they're mistakes that they make. So can you start with this? And I guess maybe the buying a home, start with that. Is that a big mistake that a lot of people make? You know, I I joke and call that phase of life the adulting, right? It's everything that you're expected to know how to do in the real world, but nobody ever takes the time to teach you how to do it. Um, Buying a home is is something that I see a lot. Anytime I pull up my, my Facebook or any social media, it is people buying houses, having kids, getting married. Um, the allure of owning a home can be great, right? It, home ownership can seem like something that's that's fun, um, but it's expensive and normally a lot more expensive than you think it's going to be, right? There, there's all kind of unforeseen emergencies that just kind of pop up. Um, even have an example, a couple months back, we had a storm and a tree actually fell on my sister and brother-in-law's house. Fortunately, their homeowner's insurance covered to have the tree taken off the house, um, but it didn't cover having the tree removed. It cost them an extra $7,000 to have that tree removed, and that wasn't covered by the insurance. And that can be, for $7,000, for somebody that doesn't have that set aside, that's a lot of money for someone like that. So, uh, Kenny, so buying a house, would you say that's the big mistake, or is that just one of many? I'd say that's just one of many, and, and really the mistake with that is just rushing to buy it, right? If you have the proper savings, if you made sure to budget and, and take into account maybe some of those unforeseen expenses, um, it's just rushing it, right? So just make sure that you're ready before you actually pull that trigger. What would be the second thing that you look at as far as, I mean, I can identify immediately. I remember my, me buying my first home and all of a sudden realizing I had to buy a lawnmower, you know, oh, all yeah. the other things, oh, yeah. a washer and dryer. I mean, the apartment had all that stuff and I didn't have to worry about it. And all of a sudden, and then it's not just <laughs> buying all that stuff then, it's the maintenance mm-hmm. of it. I mean, maintenance can kill you if you're mm-hmm. not thinking about that. So I get it. Buying a home, yep. big problem. What's another one? You know, another thing I see going back to the adulting conversation is people getting married. Um, and a lot of time it's people borrowing money for the wedding. So according to The Knot, which is a popular wedding planning website, the average wedding costs $30,000. If we take that back to the homeowner's conversation, that's a 20% down payment on a $150,000 home. So it's obviously, it's very expensive, right? And traditionally what we've seen kind of in the past is typically the bride or groom's parents help pay for that wedding. But what you're seeing more and more of these days is actually the the people getting married are taking care of those expenses for themselves. Um, And I don't know about you, but I don't know too many 20-year-olds that just have $30,000 sitting around in their savings account. Especially if they just graduated from college. Exactly, exactly. Um, And the problem with that is these people are expecting the same type of weddings that they would get had their parents paid for it, right? And if they don't have that money, what are they going to do? They're going to borrow heavily for it. So typically that involves credit cards, maybe some other high interest loans, things like that. And that's where you can see people getting into trouble. You know, I'm, I'm all for people. I get it. It's a big day, you know, a very important day, but I know that a bad reminder of your big day is even bigger bills, right? And that's getting married that, that, that first year is, is already tough enough. So just 
throwing some debt on top of that could make that you know even more difficult. If you just tune in, obviously this guy's passionate about what he's talking about, but not only passionate, he is very proficient at it. Cooper Smith, he's with the office, 757-5757, if you would like to talk to Cooper. He's talking about mistakes that we make because we create this debt, and all of a sudden you're shackled by it, and it affects basically how you live for 5, 10, 15. I was talking to somebody the other day, said he paid off his college loan debt when he turned his last payment at 47. Uh, you know, that's a long, I mean, that's enormous so amount stressful of... stressful, too. <laughs> I mean, and it affects not only the couple themselves um, who are getting married and buying the house, but they're going to have children at some point, probably, and people don't realize how much the stress of being in debt affects the rest of the family. Absolutely. And it creates that. I've, I've sat down with people, and Cooper, you have, you talked about this, where there there's two conversations going on. One, it doesn't seem to bother them, and the other, the one, it's just like it's... And so you got a real dichotomy there of people just struggling because of the debt structure from that standpoint. So buying a home, getting married... Cooper, what's another one? You know, talking about the, the student loan conversation, a lot of clients that I have, you know, want to pay off their student loans as quickly as possible. And I get it. You know, you don't like the thought of having the student loans, but I caution people from throwing anything and everything that they have at their student loans. You really have to take a, a balanced approach to it of, of paying off your student loans, right? Tucking away some pennies, nickels and dimes for later on down the road for retirement, maybe, and then saving for today. So if you throw just everything that you have at your student loans and then let's say something happens, you know, a, a tree falls in your house, you're going to be out of luck. And again, have to take a high interest, you know, loan out to be able to pay for this stuff because once you give that money to the student loan company, you can't say, hey man, you know, a tree fell on my house. Can I have that $7,000 back? It's there. So you got to have that balanced approach. Yep. At the Better Business Bureau, we have a program called BBB Military Line. And we have signed a memorandum of understanding with every branch of the service to be able to go on their post and their bases and provide financial education to young enlisted military personnel who are often away from home for the first time, making more money than they've ever made in their young lives. And they don't have mom or dad there to say, hey, wait a minute, let me let me look at that with you. That sounds like too much interest or that car costs too much. And so sometimes they get into financial trouble as well. And with an enlisted person, the crooks know if they can tap into that paycheck yeah. with a regular payment, that they're going to make some money because that that guy or girl is not going to be fired tomorrow if they show up 20 minutes late to their duty station. There may be some repercussions, but it's a steady paycheck. and It, it keeps coming. It keeps it's coming. Just, so it just re repeats itself. They know that. That's a, that's a scary thought. And it happens whether they're enlisted military or they've got this job. They, you know, all of a sudden, you're right. They're not seeking always going to mom and dad because they do want to be independent. They want to step forward. But I have to say this, guys, and been in this doing this a long time. I don't want to throw the 25 to 35 under the bus because we got 55 year olds doing exactly yeah. the same thing. And sometimes that's a bigger ticket number. They're buying more house. I don't know about the wedding, but the point is they're, they're stepping way out above and beyond. And they think, well, I have now got this career. Everything's working fine. And, everything's, and all of a sudden there's a hiccup. 
And that hiccup, whether it's a tree that's got to be removed or a downsizing of the company that they're working for, a lot of those things happen. And that's the problem. People sometimes don't talk about that and don't work through that. You talked about it, Nancy, from a standpoint of budgeting and, and putting a budget together. But but Cooper, from, from a planner's perspective, I mean, I listened to Nancy, and I'm thinking maybe we, she should start tomorrow at the office. Right, right. <laughs> She's right on track. But what do you say to that couple, whether they're 35, 25, 55, they've got to start a plan. And that's a discipline that some people just struggle having. You know, and I think that's, I call that lifestyle addiction, you know, and, and social media and everyone blasting out there, all the cool trips they're taking, the new cars, fancy houses, all that stuff. People are, are chasing after that, right? And everybody's only posting, you know, their, their best and greatest on social media. So everyone thinks, oh, wow, they're living this great, awesome life. How can I do that? Well, I have to have that. I have to have this. I mentioned it before on the show. Everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses. What I've realized is that the Joneses are up to their eyeballs in debt mm. um, and they don't have anything, you know, and I would say what help a lot with that is just having clear goals, right? Saving money is not fun necessarily, and I'll never try to convince anybody that it is. But if you have something fun to save money for, right, maybe it's a new trip. Maybe it's that new house. Uh, maybe it's retirement. That makes it a little bit easier to say no to maybe the subscription boxes, right? If you have an idea of, okay, well, maybe I want this today, but I would much rather take this trip next year or in five years or be able to retire when I'm 50 or something like that. And it goes back to being proactive mm -hmm. or reactive. Yep. You know, are you reacting to everything you're seeing on social media that looks like these people have a glorious life with mm -hmm. no problems? Or are you being proactive and, and stepping up and making a plan like Cooper said? All right, guys, I'm going to have to just step out there and just be let's be transparent for a second. Some people are very, very capable of doing what you're talking about. They're they're proactive. They're I mean, I'm built a little that way, okay? I mean, my wife, when we got married, I've said this on the program before, I could squeeze a nickel till the buffalo sat down, is what she said. <laughs> so tight. I got it. Now, that's, that's too far, okay, to the side. But when we got married, she was a little bit on the other side, you know, not a little bit. She was way on the other side. Well, today, after 47 years, that's shifted. I probably spend a lot more money than she does. I'm much freak, not frugal as she is. She's more frugal. So here's the point. How do you, and I'm asking both of you, and, and we'll give the lady the first the, the thought at it. Nancy, here you are at the Better Business Bureau. You've got somebody complaining about somebody, about a company or whatever. And you're looking at them and you say, but you didn't think about what you were doing. Now they're blaming the retailer, you know. Maybe the retailer's at fault, but they're, they got the box. They get caught up in this. Stuff. What do you tell people when you're meeting them on the street or people ask you, what do you do? What would you say? And Cooper, be prepared for your answer from a planning, planning standpoint. But I want to start with Nancy first. Well, again, it all goes back to stop and, and do your homework before you spend your money. You worked hard for that money. And... But I just got something on Facebook that said I got to do this, and it's cheaper today, the television. Today, today. You know what? We have two sides of our brain. We have a very analytical, logical side, and we have an emotional side. And we do our research on the logical side, 
but we make our decisions based on emotion. You know, when, when we were young and we wanted to do something. Jim, our mo- honest, wait a second. We, we're not, she looked at us. Us. <laughs> us. She didn't do Jim that with Cooper. Did you see that? I mean, she, when we were young. When I got we it. were young and we wanted to do something and our mother would say, <coughs> if all your friends were jumping off the bridge, would you jump off I the bridge? That. And you'd say, no, Mom, I wouldn't jump off the bridge. But research shows that you probably would. Right. Because we do things that people we know and like do. So if everybody else is doing this and we're being more reactive than proactive, we probably are going to spend that money. We probably are going to jump into that box mentality and order things or shop for things that we don't really need, but that we want. You know, that's uh, the online shopping, which is not online, the television, the what do you call it when they're showing things on TV that you can buy and they got the clock ticking down and you got it and they sell those things. I mean, that's what you're talking about is that I like the thought of the emotions and you got to control the emotions. All right. We got to take a break. Cooper, when you come back, we, we want your side of that from a planner's perspective. I like what she said. Logical. We shop. We buy emotional. And I can see that. I have counseled people like that. So I'm looking forward to your answer to the question from a planner's perspective, because you've got to look at their, what they're doing 30, 40, 50 years out. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. we got two great people, and you can tell they're passionate about what they're talking about. Cooper Smith, he's a financial planner with Shoemaker Financial. Nancy Crawford with the Better Business Bureau. And uh, you can't ask for just two better guests than this. I'm having a great time. Stay with us. This is Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes Store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, I have two very special guests in the studio with me today. Nancy Crawford with a Better Business Bureau. Her telephone number, if you want to talk with her, 759-1300. I said talk with her. Yeah, you're going to get somebody on the phone. You can ask for her. She's a busy, busy lady. Or you want to go to their their website. It's bbb.org, bbb.org. And my other guest is a great guy, Cooper Smith, 757-5757. He's with Shoemaker Financial and does a great job with planning with people and helps them put together some of the things we're talking about, how to avoid getting all this debt built up so that you can't do some of the things that you want to do. Now, Cooper, I set the question. It up. I said, okay, what are you going to do? How do you how do you help people get around this? Nancy gave the idea of logic and emotion and being proactive. And I, I think that's so critical. Give me your side from the financial planner standpoint. So I, I think this kind of phrase could sum it up. Um, we've talked about these statistics before on a, on a previous show. Your percentage chance of hitting your goal goes up 39% if you simply write that goal down. That number goes up to 77% if you have somebody holding you accountable. So you're 77% more likely to achieve that goal if you've got somebody that's checking in. Hey, you know, you told me that you want to do this. How are you doing? I feel like that's where a lot of the value of of just having a financial planner is or having an advisor is, is somebody that, you know, you have, I have my clients coming into me telling me, hey, I want this, this, and this. So then I can go back to them and said, okay, well, you told me you wanted this. In order for you to do this, you got to do this, Mm. right? So do you want this end Thing, if so, okay, well, here's what we have to do today. So really that accountability is the biggest piece, I would say. 
That makes a lot of sense because I think accountability is something most of us say we would like until you get to that when someone says, well, hey, I like what you're doing, but you said you wanted to do this, and you says you can't do this now, and we just toss it out the window. It's kind of like a personal trainer for (laughs) fitness and health, you know. Yeah, I want to get fit. I want to go to the gym, but maybe not right now. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Or the dietician says you cannot eat dessert. Well, wait a second. I got, you know, I mean, that's exactly the same thing. So, guys, here's the thought for for us to go through this. We've talked about some big issues, and Nancy, I want to close with this with you. I want to think very carefully. Let me, let me, one of the things that I think is so important that the Better Business Bureau does for us, who do we trust? How do you know what to do when you're shopping like that? Well, we are inundated every day with just tons of information. We see new stores online and offline. We see uh, new products coming out. And it's very difficult to know when somebody pops up on your feed whether or not to trust them. So I encourage people, use every gun in your arsenal. Check at BBB.org. Give us a call. Let us check for you. Go to Google. Type the company's name in. See if you find a website. Take the address on the website, throw it in Google Maps, see what's there. Is it a UPS store with a P.O. box or is it an actual brick and mortar store? Um, There's so many ways for you to check out somebody that you're going to give money to before you do it. You know, the thing that upsets us the most is when somebody calls to file a complaint and we find out that the company they hired and now have a problem with has had an F rating for three or four years. So that just happens. I mean, people don't step out. They don't they don't do their logical research. Yeah. And, and you can do it from your phone. You know, most of us search from our phone these days. You can do it if somebody knocks on your door after a storm. You can say, hang on a minute. Let me check you out with the BBB. Let us be your guide. Let us help you do the research. Wise counsel. Cooper, you got to, somebody's walking in your office and you can tell already they got issues and what they need to do. What you're going to say to them? You know, I would tell people start saving today. Um, And, you know, I already know what most people are saying. Well, I don't, I don't make enough money to save. Finance is all about establishing habits, right? Even if it's saving an extra $10 a month, $20 a month, that's better than saving nothing, right? You may think that you can't afford it in the in the short run, but realistically, you can't afford not to in the long run. The more stuff that you do today, the more saving that you do today, the less you have to do later. So I would say start saving early and save as often as possible. You actually mentioned that if you write the plan down, that gets you better, more successful mm-hmm. for it. What was that number for if you end up getting somebody to hold you accountable? So it's 39% if you write that goal down, 77% if you have somebody holding you accountable. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And to me, proactive is saying, I want someone to help me make good decisions. Reactive is I don't want anything. I just want to be that quick and fancy free and do it. I'm going to spend it this month until there's nothing in my pocket. (laughs) Yeah. 
You know, and I tell people all the time, it's not about what you have, it's about what you do with what you have. Oh, that's a great comment. Well, guys, thanks so much. Thank you, Nancy, for being here. It's always a pleasure to have you in the Thank studio. Thank you for having me. And Cooper, always great, wise counsel, man. Just deliver it spot on, you know, do a great job. Thanks, well, sir. if you're tuned in, of course, it's Nancy Crawford with the Better Business Bureau. You can reach her at 759-1300 or bbb.org. Cooper Smith, you can reach him at 757 Hey, he could be your accountability partner. Help you make good financial decisions. I appreciate both of you guys being with us today. And I, of course, I want to always remind you, thank you for listening to today's program. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to Talk Money Shoemaker Financial. That's the place that we'll get your questions on. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial and be sure to like us on Facebook. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and thank you for for listening and being a part of today's program. This is Talk Money. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker and Cooper Smith are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc., securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.